G'day Church Northwest and happy birthday to you. Can't believe it's been a whole year since we first started our monthly services back in April last year. It's been a wild ride. It's been a lot happening and I'm so proud to be part of that journey with you. I think it's great that while we're also celebrating our first birthday, that we also celebrate the birth of the church in general. And the story we're going to be looking at today fits right in with that. And also, coincidentally, fits right in with our Story of God and Man series that we have been looking at for the last few months. For those of you unfamiliar with that, the Story of God and Man is, is this look at the overarching story of the Bible from the very beginning of creation all the way through to today. Uh, we've been looking at different episodes, different sort of major points along the way that kind of tell the story of how we've become separated from God, but how God has chased us down and reunited with us. It's a story of hope. Last time we were in the story, we experienced the, the, the climactic sort of part of the story where Jesus finally turns up on the scene and he's ready to fix all of the problems that we created when we rebelled against God in the Garden of Eden. If you remember, we talked about there being three major consequences of our sin, our rebellion. The first was that life was going to become harder. We experienced disease. We experienced difficulty in, in childbirth and work and in relationships. And everything in the world seemed broken. The second thing was that we were separated from God. And we no longer were able to be a part of His family. And then third, well, we died. Death became a part of our reality. And so Jesus comes in and through his work, we talked about how his death on the cross reunited us back to God's family. We talked about how his rising from the dead defeated death and now we can live forever with him. And then he talked about how his kingdom, the kingdom of God that he was bringing about would fix all of the difficulty of life. And that we would live lives, eternal lives of peace with Him. So everything seemed to be coming together really nicely. And after all of that climactic action and all of that sort of incredible work that Jesus did, we would expect the story to start winding down from there. We would expect there to be descending action, which is what happens in a movie after the climax. And so as we move into episode 5, a new chapter we start wondering, is this when the story ends? The disciples are asking Jesus, are, are we done now? Like, is the kingdom going to come? Are we all going to be all good? But we know, of course, that that wasn't the end of the story. In fact, this new chapter is really just kicking things into gear. And so this story looks at the beginning of the new chapter, the next chapter in the story of God and man, the beginning of the church. We can read about this in Acts chapter 2. Um, where the disciples have been waiting around, they've been given instructions to wait in Jerusalem, wait for the Holy Spirit to come, and then they would be witnesses to the rest of the world about who Jesus is. But they don't necessarily know how this is going to happen, so they're just waiting. And as they're waiting, this incredible event um, happens. And I want to read it to you from Acts chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost, all of the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm and it filled the house where they were sitting. 
Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Now at that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native tongues. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. And then Peter, one of the disciples of Jesus, steps up and he explains to the crowd exactly what that meant. And he tells the story of Jesus and he tells the story about how Jesus had fulfilled and fixed all of the problems that had come about through our rebellion and our sin. And it talked about how Jesus is the savior of the world. And by the end of the chapter, 3,000 people became followers of Jesus. That's not a bad first day. We had about 70 people come to church on our first Sunday, but you know, that's okay. I'm, I'm not jealous at all. So it was a really good sort of beginning to the church. It was an amazing event, dramatic stuff going on, big numbers. You know, every church planter's dream. But behind and underneath that is another level to this that I think is really important for us to get. It is a level of symbology that shows us who and what the church really needs to be. And I think it begins with the day that it happened. We don't really talk about this too often, but this was the festival of Pentecost that happened. Now, we kind of associate Pentecost with a certain group of churches, the Pentecostal churches. Uh, they got their name from this event, from the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that happened on this festival. But this festival had existed from all the way back to the beginning of the Israelite nation. In fact, Leviticus tells us that the Israelites were supposed to count 50 days from the Passover feast, and then they were to celebrate the first fruits of the harvest. Okay, so it's a harvest celebration. But if we take it back to the very first time that this was celebrated, um, the time when the Exodus happened and Passover was first celebrated as the Israelites were rescued out of slavery from Egypt. And then we count 50 days from there, it places the Israelites right at the foot of Mount Sinai. This is the moment where God gave them the Ten Commandments, gave them the law, but I think most importantly, created them as a nation. They became the nation that God was going to use to bring blessing to the whole world. Remember, that was the promise that God gave Abraham back in Genesis chapter 12. This was what everything was being built around, is this blessing to all nations. Well, Israel was going to be that blessing as they showed the world what God looked like, who God was, and how God was loving the world. That was their role, their purpose. 
So Pentecost kind of becomes symbolic of this creating of a new nation. Now, why is that important for Acts chapter 2? Because I think God really likes to bring richness and symbolic power through mirroring historical events. He did this first with Passover. I think it's not unintentional, as in it is intentional, that God chose Passover to be the time where Jesus would die and, and forgive our sins and then come back from the dead. This is the time where God would reunite us and save us from slavery, just like Moses saved the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. Jesus saves us from slavery to our rebellion, to our sin. So 50 days after that, at the Feast of Pentecost, we have this event and what is happening at this event. This is the event where God creates his new nation. This is the event where God creates his new Israel. This new group of people that God is going to use to bring blessing to all nations. This was going to be, this is the church. The church is God's new Israel. Which I think is very, very cool. Which actually brings extra meaning, too, to why there were so many different people from all around the world. I mean, we had people flocking in from, as I mentioned in the, in the passage, all over the known world, as far as Rome and Mesopotamia and Africa. All of these people gathered into one place. And I think this is, other than being a great strategic time to launch a new church, this was symbolic of what the church was going to be. You see, Israel, the Old Testament Israel, was a static nation. He gave them a place to be, a location. It was in the middle of the known world. It was very strategic so that the world could come to Israel and know who God was. But that's not the plan for the new Israel. The new Israel is not a static nation. It is a going nation. Is it a nation that leaves? So what happens when in Pentecost is God gathers all of these people from all around the world. He makes them into the church. He makes them into this new nation and then they leave. They scatter out of Jerusalem. They go back to all of the different places around the world and they start sharing this message of who Jesus is. They start showing the world who God is and start showing the world how God has fixed the problems of humanity. And that's what I want for us as a church. We're celebrating a wonderful year of existence for Church Northwest. But we have been, to this point, rather static. We have created a great community. We've been close. We've been loving each other. And I think that's very important. We're not going to let go of those values. But we want to start becoming a going church. We want to start being a scattered church. Not that we're leaving Church Northwest, but that we go out into our community and we engage those around us and we show them who God is, show them that God has fixed the problems of humanity. He has invited us back in. We are bringing active hope to our community. That's what we want to be about in year two. So, Enjoy this birthday celebration. Enjoy the fact that we have been going for a year. And let's prayerfully be excited about where God is leading us into next year as we take on the mantle of this church that God has created, this new Israel 
that goes out into the world and becomes a blessing to all nations, just as he promised to Abraham. Let me pray. Lord, I just thank you so much for creating the church, a place of peace and a place of love where people who love you can come together, love each other and to share with the community who you are. It's a beautiful new nation that you have created. Lord, help us to be that nation. As we look out into our world that is changing, it's a very different community than when we started before the lockdown. When we get out into the community, it's going to look very different. So I ask you to help us, to guide us, to show us how we can show your love to the people around us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.